0: Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Huzzle podcast. And this month, you can get into the all new Nissan during the all in clear out event. Finance a 2021 Nissan Murano during the month of October for 0% for 60 months. Or check out and pre order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. With Regina Nissan, you don't have to wait for a vehicle. Come down and take the delivery of your new Nissan today. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway.
1: The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening
0: to Off the Hazel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we are back on an episode of Off the Hazel, episode number 96. My name is Drew Kosher, I'm your host joined by stack guy rip uh no troy today but we have turner stepping in as always uh full agenda great guest today rip uh welcome back in kosh good to be back good sunday lots to chat about yeah absolutely we got some history breaking news on the pod uh a mouth incident uh oh we got a lot new wedges showed up yeah, made sick. sick. They're sick. super cool.
2: I can't say s's.
0: <laughs> Thick. Thick. Uh, but first, we gotta mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place get next vehicle or oil change or any vehicle-related needs, located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Uh, rip. Okay, let's get right into it. You guys and the Regina Cougars men's hockey team. you guys won
2: yeah it was pretty wild three rep on the road we won the saturday game three rep yes
0: yeah but you know what right now no we, one cares about the first game yeah. so rip walk us through game two saturday night on the road edmonton alberta playing the university of alberta
2: yeah um so we beat them three nothing we come in we're coming in claire Drake. Ha- claire drake arena hard rank to plan no free ads yeah very hostile environment. Terrible dimensions in the rink, like square square uh, corners. It, it reminds me of a lot of, like, Flin Flon.
0: Sucks to be a D, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and these guys are the best. one of the best teams in the country. So we're in one. Um, you know, we, Holtz made 50, 50 saves. Canada West record. We'll get Holtz on to talk about it, I think. Is that any good? Yeah. Canada West record. It was, like, pff, the original record was set in, like, 1930-something. <laughs> Which well, is absolutely insane to it's think impressive. about. Yeah, it is.
0: And bring up 54 years, what did they say? 54 games, sorry, We in a row that Edmonton
2: beat us. Beat the, the Cougars. That was a, and then the, that win was the first time that the Cougs won in Edmonton since 1996.
0: I was one and you weren't even thought of. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, impressive. Walked us through the game. So you had a power play goal, you had a shorthand goal, and, uh, you know, my fellow co-host here, uh hottest giant preseason. Uh rips one home from the far end of the line. Empty net.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um like they were they weren't really out shooting us like crazy bad the whole game. I think the shots ended up being like fifty to thirty five. Like we were uh they came out hot. They were out shooting us like eight to one at one point, like the first five minutes of the fucking game. But uh we just hung in there. We scored a late one um in the first. So now we're up one nothing. Um just playing hard, playing hard. We uh, we were a much more physical team than them, um, so we, you know we just played hard on them. They're very skilled, so any he bumped helped at that point. Um, scored. What did we score? We scored a late power play goal at the end of the second, up two two nothing, and man, the vibes the vibes that we had in the dressing room were just like we're gonna fucking beat these guys, like. You never really, and that's how it should be. Yeah, anyone to win on on any night. And like the funny thing is, we lose six one that Friday night, and we were like, "Fuck, we outplayed them." We, we it's funny to say that you lose by five, but we outshot them. I feel like they had maybe ten scoring chances, and they're just so skilled that they just, they get a chance, they're gonna score. Yeah. So we weren't too worried going into that Saturday game, and yeah, we're in that second (laughs) intermission, and we're we're like, we're gonna fucking do it. And uh, man, we blocked. Ten, fifteen big shots in the third. Holtz was standing on his head. He's making highlight reel saves, and um, I ended up scoring the empty netter with twenty some seconds left, and we went bananas. Like that doesn't very happen very often, especially for us in that kind of environment. So we were we we're very excited for that.
0: Well, it's huge for the Cougs. You guys win three nothing on the road. You guys bust back long, bus, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, worst road trip
0: sounds like a jaunt but obviously positive vibes in the room you guys played shorthanded hopefully as you get back uh you know back to healthy and ready to go for your following you what do you guys play friday night you had the huskies again
2: yeah we play friday night home against babcock and the huskies
0: what time's that game seven o'clock where coops all right there it is cooperators cougars huskies Flint, michigan Mega Bowl. battle of the luriel highway <laughs> Yeah, clash so yeah congrats to the coogs and holtz yeah. 50 saves? What a gem.
2: My roommate on the road, too. <laughs> oh.
0: Nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's sick. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about uh, how you lost your tooth.
2: Uh yeah. So, if you can't tell, I got a lisp right now. Um, <laughs> Tuesday. Fucking <laughs> Tuesday. 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 We're doing, uh, like, a five-on-five checking drill. And my left winger is forechecking the D-man to come around the net, and I'm trying to cut him off um, when he comes around and he tries to make a pass, like over my stick and I'm kind of like reaching, but like falling at the same time, pock right in the chops, I'm like <laughs> fuck. And like, dude, the way it worked out is I like, so I get hit. And like, as I'm falling, the guy who hit me hider goes over top of me. And then, as and then TA, the four checker goes over top of me and oh, hider, like great. it was just it was just a fucking so mess. Two
0: contractions, an upper body, and a, <laughs> yeah. and a tooth yeah. fracture. Great.
2: Yeah. So I get like, I get hit in the mouth. It's not the first time I lost teeth either or get hit in the mouth. And I get hit and I, I feel my top jibs and my tongue right away. I'm like, fuck, in the clear. <laughs> and, but I spit and lots of blood. So my gosh, like, shit. So I immediately go off. My trainer's already waiting. She was sitting right in that same corner. So she saw everything. And, uh, we get back into the room and my tooth goes right through my bottom lip. So I have a giant gash on the inside of my mouth and just like a little, um, a little hole on the outside. And so she's like, you probably need stitches. Um, you can just go to the, she, she's like, we'll phone the doctor, see if I'll come to the rink. doesn't come to the rink. She's like, all right, so you can go to the hospital. I'm like, no fucking way. You just a put sh-. duct tape on it for a Yeah. Today. I was like, I was like, there's no way. I'm going to the hospital sitting an hour to get 10 stitches so she's like all right we'll phone the dentist and you can go tomorrow because my four bottom teeth are all pushed back they're all loose and uh, i go to the dentist the next morning and i think they're just going to saw up my bottom lip because it's still pretty still pretty big hole in it and uh they do x-rays and like oh no there's a really bad crack in your tooth we're gonna yank this jib out of your face i'm like Fuck's Mm. sakes. I thought this was going to be a 10-minute thing. I'm here for an hour and a half. They're reefing on my tooth. They're digging bone out. Like It was just disgusting. (laughs) So, yeah, that happened on the Tuesday. And uh, I may have to go back and get another one pulled. Who knows? But, yeah, just a a mess.
0: Rip, my mic does not seem to work right now. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Loud and clear? Perfect. Okay, so now you need to wear a bottom milk card. No. (laughs) all right Rip, let's jump to last week's guest episode 95 the year i was born james duffy third time guy's a weapon he gets it it was a quick one though because he had to you know crawl, crawl a game in the national hockey yeah. league but uh yeah i don't know thoughts on it? i mean I, I just think james is such a good dude you know even talking about like just how he you know shaved his face and then came in the pot and he was dabbing blood on his face and you know, made a, a quick comeback and no, it's all good. I just popped a pimple. And, you know, he loved it. He, he interacts with us well. Um, loves TaylorMade.
2: Yeah, he does. As <laughs> he should.
0: TaylorMade guy. Yeah, exactly. Like even, uh, the high up, the hierarchy of people at TaylorMade were loving that. Uh, what do you said? So that's sick. Yeah. Pretty cool. JD, yeah. our boy. Yeah, he's a gem. He's our guy.
2: He's a funny guy. So thanks JD for taking time on your busy day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Chat with the boys um okay let's talk um you want to go to let's do golf first because you know yeah golf podcast um what happened here was it in bermuda i believe
2: the bermuda championship
0: yeah let's walk through the top five I know, awesome. I know there's a canadian in there
2: yeah lucas lucas herbert wins at minus 15 mr herbert yeah mr herbert congrats buddy that's a dent danny lee yeah danny lee patrick reed t2 Rodgers at fourth, and then Pendrith, the Canadian. At Canadian. Canadian. Tied for fifth. At minus 12, sharp so plus five on the Sunday, though. Oof. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a droop thing. Drew thing to do. 81. <laughs> yeah. J Rep, here's a question for you. Patrick Reed, you like him or not?
2: Uh, I do not. I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um. I don't mind him. I don't hate him. I don't like him. I like when f- people carve him. I think it's hilarious. Um, I think I, he's nasty. Yeah, he, well, he's very good. Obviously, he plays in the PGA. And he's a
0: sick wedge player. Yeah. I don't hate, like, obviously, some of the things he's done. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's pretty sick. Let's
2: just be honest here. He's dirty. <laughs> but I just love when people carve him. I think it's hilarious. Even, like... uh was it the Ryder Cup a couple years ago? Yeah. <laughs> he's, get in the bunker. <laughs> and then again, off the tee. And then, get in the bunker. Get in the bunker. And then it rolls in and the place just goes fucking bananas.
0: When they're like, oh, yeah, and don't fix your lie in there. Just carving them all yeah. the time. See, and, I, and I've tried to get him on. And I am still I still want him on. I wonder what people would think. Maybe they can tell us. I, I think it'd be sick to talk to that guy. Yeah. Because he actually is like, forget about everything he's done. Like he's a sick golfer. Yeah, but I want to talk about his college days. You want to? Him and his teammates
2: flooring it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any more Mackenzie tour. I think they're shut down right now. I checked out some stats today. Couldn't find anything. It's my um, turn Canada. True. That's good point. Um, hockey talk. What's up there? What's happening? What's happening in the NHL right now?
2: Um, see that tonight with the Detroit Red Wings.
0: What happened?
2: The block shot, shot blocking scene. Dude, these guys, they were hemmed in their own end. It was like five minutes left in the third. Against the Leafs? Third. No. Who are they against? Fuck, it might have been against Carolina.
0: Sounds right. Yeah, so. No, Washington. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Go on.
2: So they're down 2-1 with like five minutes left in the third. This one guy blocks on the foot, so he's down. He's trying to get up. Play keeps on going on. Comes around. Goes down to like the one knee again. Where's another one. <laughs> oh. So he's He's, he's hurting. He's still puck's still in their zone. Again snapped around. Goes to the other wing other D on the other side. Guy? Off the foot. So we got two <laughs> wingers down now. <laughs> Comes back around. Guys are diving. The the second guy blocked one shot. Where's another one? Like almost identical. So these two poor fuckers are just like battling just to stay on their feet. And there's a scrum in front of the net. Um, their D man manages to get the puck and have a good chance of clearing it. Stick. Snaps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just a shit dude, show.
2: Dude, it was just crazy scene. They end up getting the puck out, and uh, they end up tying the game and getting the point out of the game. So, But yeah, it was just a wild scene.
0: How about Joe Valeno and Steve Eisman uh, carpooling to the rink yeah. last night for the Leafs game or on Saturday?
2: Yeah, they were a little odd. Actually, <laughs> sure they would have been sick, though, Had too. Had a goal and assist? Yeah. Imagine picking that
0: guy's brain yeah. for like however long that drive is? Yeah. Playing a short drive. That'd be sick.
2: I, yeah, I wouldn't even know what that drive is. Grand Rapids to Detroit.
0: Speaking of Leafs, though, they won two straight.
2: Yeah. They're back (laughs) at it.
0: They beat Chicago and and Detroit. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They beat the worst team in the league. (laughs) I was talking to Dez today, and he's like, I'm like, they just try and find a way to lose, hey." And he's like, fuck, that's a good way of putting it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oilers, how are they?
2: Checking here. Fucking went and checked out. I tried to check out their rink. I I was in the lobby this weekend. Fuck, that place is huge.
0: First time being there? Yeah, first time being there. Oh, that's sick, dude.
2: When you and you, you said earlier Dangerous. off the air, you said earlier off the air. When did you go there?
0: The first year it opened. Like the like the first every year, they were playing in that new rink.
2: Oh okay. Um. So Edmonton, they have this thing. They have scooters sitting around. Do they have that then?
0: Not that I saw. Okay.
2: So they have. Scooters it's too busy in the casino. All <laughs> <they're> like <laughs> casinos shut down right now. We're rattled about that. Oh. So uh, they have like scooters sitting around downtown Edmonton, and uh. The
0: mopeds. Like, the way no, like
2: no, like electric scooters. Like Okay. Yeah. And uh dude, you like you, you get an app and you pay for it. And yeah. yeah. Dude, we we're just buzzing around on <laughs> <all> these things. <laughs> so sick. Oh. Uh, but like it was just it was weird. Like we're we were walking to get something from 7 Eleven that first night we were there on Thursday. There's just, like, three random guys just wheeling. We're like, where the fuck do you get those? And, like, as we keep walking, you like, just find them, like, on the sidewalks. and Yeah, they just park them. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you just rip around on them and then just park them. And then.
0: You pay per use, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, that's a good move.
2: I, uh, fuck, we got these in Regina. I'd never have to go find my car on a Sunday. <laughs> I just rip around on those things. Well, that's the
0: segment we have to talk about today as we're recording Sunday. Uh Dude, where's your car? Uh Turner, where's your car? But I figured on Saturday night it was probably at the rink uh halloween what are you doing tonight crew jane after
2: it uh we don't know yet probably go have a little sunday fun day and hang out together i mean we played two not to yeah (laughs) we're not to we only beat one of the histories in country but yeah we'll see what are you going to be for halloween oh cobra kai for for people (laughs) for for normal people (laughs) karate kid i got the cobra kai watch on watch off yeah okay okay but cobra kai are the bad guys so strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Sick. Oh. Yeah. Johnny Lawrence.
0: What are your thoughts on Halloween? You fan of it? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
2: in a big city downtown at the bars. It was fun. Do you
0: like la- do you uh,
2: do you handle candy ever? No, fuck that. No. I my so my social anxiety just threw the roof. This kid, like Kids knock on the door. I got hand them candy. I don't know what to say. Get out of here. That's fair. Yeah.
0: See, I uh, I'm, I'm not a huge sweet guy. Hard to believe. Uh, don't like I don't <laughs> like, tell. Don't like candy or chocolate. But like if it's around, I'll eat it. So like I kind of like every year this time. Well, one day a year I'm like I hope no one comes to our house. <laughs> so I just absolutely veg out on all the chocolate and candy.
2: And mock those extra chocolate bars.
0: that will never go to a store and buy buy a chocolate bar. Just no. won't. Just buy coffee and leave. It's all I need.
2: Coffee and a snooze. See you later.
0: Exactly. It's all I need. Yeah. It's all I needs. Um. But yeah, it was a Halloween party this weekend. How was that? It was all right. I was Bonnie and Clyde. Or I was Clyde.
2: Yeah, I hope you were Clyde.
0: Yeah, it was good though. Good time. <laughs> um. Okay, what else we got here for send off to our guests today? We didn't do hockey. Oilers, where are they at?
2: Oilers. Oilers, 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 Oilers. guy ripped six and one in seven games. Tom How about the Flames? Game. Yeah, Flames they're are buzzing. They're an absolute buzzing. wagon right now. Arizona, yeah, they're hot. Oh, eight 8 one
0: <laughs> Sorry, Biz.
2: Yeah. Uh, who else? Montreal, 2-7. and seven. From Stanley Cup Finals, to 2-7 and seven start. It's tough and the best I mean, goaltender in the world's in the
3: Yeah, you're you know, without your best. Can't goal. play.
2: Yeah, you're out with the best goaltender in the world. Your best D-man isn't there. Like Pepsi. Probably- <laughs> yeah, BFC. Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tampa's only four three, only four three and one.
0: Uh, yeah, well, they'll they'll have Cooch back to playoffs. Yeah, and Carolina's
2: eight zero, dude. Yeah, Florida eight zero and one. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good to be watching lots of hockey though. Oh, baseball.
2: Baseball, uh, game five of the World Series is tonight.
0: Really, what time? I, I might tune into that one. <laughs> yeah, you
2: might know what's going on. Um, Atlanta's up three to one on, um, uh, Houston right now, so they could shut her out. Who's at home? Um, I believe it's, oh boy, I don't know. That's fine. Tough question. Yeah. I, I haven't watched any game yet. Really? In the World Series, yeah.
0: And you're shitting on me all the time because I don't watch baseball?
2: Yeah, but you don't know what fucking a ground ball is.
0: Sure I do. I'm a great first baseman. <laughs> and slow pitch. Yeah. I, I wear a first baseman mitt and slow pitch. I'm the golden glove. I've won back, to back, to back, 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 back years. Yeah, congrats.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. And, uh, no.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nukes oh yeah i've hit a few of those a
2: couple tanks
0: a lot of pop outs (laughs) i'm the worst hitter in baseball comes in too slow too slow and too high can't hit it not happy okay let's talk about our guest today he's a weapon got him on showed up 20 minutes late uh didn't know how to work the zoom crawl i think but he was busy uh he's he's a beauty we get him on he wanted 20 minutes we got him for 30 some minutes he kept telling stories covers the others the best player in the game yeah. ever to play the game maybe maybe probably best yeah i i think so uh jack michaels jazz's brother jazz
2: jazz <laughs> <Chaz> michael michaels
0: <laughs> no uh yeah jack michaels edmonton others play-by-play guy a lot of cool stories and then your dad told me after he goes fuck why do you tell me who, who you have on the show i ran into him down in uh hawaii that's what he said or were your parents ever in hawaii
2: yeah, they go all the time without me. Thanks, Todd.
0: <laughs> so they went down there, whatever, and he's like, looked at this guy's shirt, and he's like, "There's no way that like that shirt's that you get it from a team, like the yeah. actual staff apparel." Yeah. He said, like, "You with the others?" He's like, "Yep." I called the James, and then basically, I, th- I think, don't quote me, they got lit up, but I could could be wrong though. So.
2: I never thought that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Todd was Josh-
2: probably lit up in Hawaii. He's probably burnt. <laughs> oh, shocker. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Jack Michaels, obviously you watch Hockey Rip, uh, thoughts on, you know, Jack before we send it over here?
2: Yeah, he's got a, well, Jack, he's got an iconic voice, we listen to him all the time, obviously, up here in Canada, listen, or watching Oilers games, so, um, I'm excited to, to hear it and hear his stories.
0: Yeah, he's a beauty. You'll enjoy it. Jack Michaels, uh,
3: of the Edmonton Oilers, we hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility so it will be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection and with easy care and time saving features such as durable collars, added spandex and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms.
0: All righty, we welcome in today the Edmonton Oilers play-by-play man. He's great at what he does, has the pleasure, pleasure of watching the best player in the world play night in, night out. Uh, jack michaels thanks for coming to the podcast today jack
1: thanks for having me and uh you know what you're you're absolutely right uh off to a sensational start this year kind of set the tone for everyone else and he's getting lots of help around him that's for sure
0: yeah he's uh he hasn't got any worse let's put it that way um jack first off how are things with you what's going on what's new obviously we where the team was on a road trip or kind of had a some downtime there so you know what's what's up and what's new
1: you know what uh I mean really to be honest with you it's been smooth sailing so far as you can imagine uh you know team's great uh I was on the road this is the first time I've been on the road in in quite some time I did all the games remote last year there's still going to be some games that I do remote this year, but it was real nice uh, to feel some sense of normalcy. I mean, um, you know, the buildings were mostly full uh, and, you know, for the most part, it's starting to feel somewhat normal. There's still, you know, as you can imagine, uh, quite a few things that are different Vegas. They still have mass everywhere indoors. Arizona is completely open. So that, that felt, uh, you know, completely normal. But, yeah, it, it was it was nice to feel, you know, like we're we're getting a little bit closer to what it used to be.
3: So, Jack, I want to backtrack a little bit here. How did Jack Michaels come from a small town in Pennsylvania known as Meadville, approximately <laughs> 13,000 people, end up in Edmonton? 20,000
1: up- when I grew up. I, I know. I was,
3: I was going off Wikipedia, so... Uh, how did you end up in Edmonton calling calling games for, in my opinion, the greatest team on earth?
1: Well, I don't know how many segments we were going to do, but uh, this is certainly one that, that uh, you know, takes me back. I mean, it's a long winding road. Uh, I was, you know, not necessarily, you know, certainly not a hockey player. I uh, wasn't even really a fan until the Penguins started to get, you know, respectable in the late eighties. And that was shortly after they drafted Mary Lemieux in 1984. And, um, you know, quickly realized as most of us frustrated announcers do when we're 16 or 17, that my future was going to be talking about sports, not necessarily participating in them. And you know what hockey became kind of uh, an afterthought when I was, when I was first doing this for, Uh, First in college, we only had a club hockey team. And then, you know, even after college, my first professional gig, I was mostly focused on, you know, doing college basketball, football, baseball. That's what I grew up, you know, following and watching. Uh, But you know what? I found that I had a certain talent at doing hockey. Uh, That turned out to be my first pro job. A team in Colorado Springs that's no longer in existence came calling, And all of a sudden, I found myself in a much different lane than I thought I'd be and just got really, you know, fortunate that when Edmonton hired for the job, you know, they didn't have a, you know, a formula, a preset formula for finding a replacement for the great Rod Phelps, a Hall of Famer. Um, You know, as as I understand, he basically raised his hand when it was time to find a job for the old team in the WHA. So they had no process. They were looking at anyone and everyone. And, uh, I was just lucky that they were open-minded enough to consider, uh, some guy who at that point was working in Alaska and actually moved south to Anchorage, you know, south from Anchorage to Edmonton, if you can believe that. So, you know, that's the Coles notes of it. Uh, a lot of hard work in there. Um, uh, but also quite a, quite a bit of fortune.
0: So Jack, I want to talk about your first NHL game. Where was it and how was the game, but also even talk about the preparation that you do. I mean, I mean, obviously we, we know what players do, you know, I coach hockey. I know what my guys do for a game. Uh, what do you do in particular, you know, a, as far as notes or highlights and uh, what are you doing from morning to, you know, night for a game?
1: Well, I mean, you know, first off my, my first game uh, ever was at Rexall place at that time. It was the old building, the old Northlands Coliseum. And it was a Battle of Alberta game on a Saturday night. Uh, Jordan Eberle scored his first National Hockey League goal that night. And Steve McIntyre knocked out right as evens. And so, you know, the Oilers won 4-0. And I think I remember leaving the parking lot thinking the Oilers might go 79-3 or something <laughs> like that. I mean, they looked unbeatable. Uh, it was It was quite a night. I'll always remember it. Um, if you look up that goal to this day, it's on a lot of highlights. He had a nice little move around Mark Giordano, I think it was. And, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> a knockout. I mean, you know, we all like, uh, we all like to see a fight every once in a while. And, and that was certainly one, uh, that I'll never, you know, forget, but, uh, you know, day in, day out, I, you know, I have a, I have a scorebook. I've probably got one sitting around here. Um, uh, hold on a second all right <laughs> yeah no that's it's all good i'll just quickly grab something from the files here well um, good, thing,
0: good it's a good thing you're wearing pants jack so good
1: yeah <laughs> yeah nothing not official here but but yeah i'll do a uh i'll do a chart like this uh for every game that's that's the opponent i think this is uh this looks like an old uh columbus blue jacket lineup and then um, I've got scorebooks for every season I've ever called games. And if you look at this wow. nightmare uh, on the left, there is the lineups for that game. And then on the right is scoring summary, other notes, power play numbers. This was only a two, one game. So not really that interesting, but
3: uh, we, we go a to go little deep. deeper here.
1: Yeah. We go a little deeper here. If it gets high scoring, there's the, uh, there's the famous if you if I'm known for one call it's the whole Battle of Alberta. There's that game eight wow. uh, three, that was the the goalie fight and all that stuff. So, so yeah, I um, you know and I mean there, as you could probably tell there I've got you know more notes than I can possibly use for a game. But if I've learned one thing you know in this business and and this goes for any test you take if you're a kid or or any project that's worth doing. Uh, you know, I, would rather have all this knowledge and, and notes at a drop of a hat and not need it than need it and not have it. And so that's the biggest thing about preparation that I, you know, if I lean on any one expression, uh, that would be it. Preparation. Better to, better to have it and not need, need, not have it.
3: So I'm, I'm wondering with all those notes that you have from game logs, do you still have the one when you're doing color with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith? he lost
1: aces yeah well? i had uh yeah he that was uh, i think 2000 Well, oh, that might have been 0607 season up in uh anchorage alaska he was uh he was dating a girl from anchorage i think he might still be in a relationship with her um but uh he came up and he was at the game and I think one of our owners who was a bit of a, you know, he, he was always into, you know, meeting the celebs and everything. I think he horse collared him for me and brought him up to the booth and he ended up doing a full period with me. So that was, uh, you know, that was kind of neat in the minors. I also did a game with Bill Clement, um, who used to be uh, kind of a rock star on ESPN back when ESPN first had yeah. National Hockey League rights in the in the States. Also, of course, a great former Philadelphia Flyer. So. So, yeah, I, I've, I've worked with some interesting people. Uh, Steven Tyler would certainly be on that list.
3: And now you got to work with Stoffer.
1: Yeah, you know, some would say it's a a step up, depending on your uh, 1970s rock preference, I guess.
0: All right, Jack, I want to talk some hockey here. NHL, what are you liking so far? What are you disliking? Obviously, the others are off to a great start, uh, but let's further that. What other teams are uh, catching your eye? And, and, yeah, let's hear it.
1: Well, I mean – you know, Florida, I think, showed signs of explosiveness last year. Uh, they've got a Hall of Fame coach in Joel Quenville. Uh, they've had talent for years. It's starting to come together in a big way over Q. I mean, here's a guy who's won three Stanley Cups. Uh, I still believe he's, you know, he's the active coach with the most cups uh, right now. So, you know, why wouldn't you like Florida? I mean, even going in, you know, the, the question with Florida is always going to be, you know, their goaltending and what kind of season, you know, can they get over the course of a long haul? Can, can Bobrovsky ever live up to that contract? And and if not, which is probably the answer, you know, can he at least give them one or two great seasons like he managed in Columbus? And, and most importantly, can he do it in the playoffs? He's got a very poor record in the postseason. But uh, the Panthers are very good. They've got, you know, they've got, two of the most underrated players in the game and Sasha Barkov and Jonathan Huberto. Uh, they've got some, they've got some pillars on the back end. I mean, they've got the number one overall pick from a few years back on the back end and Aaron Ekblad. I mean, a lot of these guys have either been forgotten or, or just aren't thought of because they play in a, you know, a non-traditional market. This is not the yeah. NFL, this in the Miami dolphins this is the Florida Panthers in the national hockey league. And, And their relevance has been very sporadic over the course of over the course of the years. But right now they're in a spike of both talent and coaching. And it's come together at the right time for them. And and, um, you know, again, who knows what's going to happen over the next 77 games. But they certainly were a team and and they gave you know, they gave Tampa some problems in the first round. Uh, I think they had them two games to one. Or I mean, or something like that. They were in that series, and and they just didn't get any stops. Uh, So I've always felt if Florida's if Florida's goaltending ever catches up with some of its talent at the other positions, they could give they they could give people problems. The biggest surprise for me, you know, if we're talking about who am I genuinely surprised at is, you know, team teams like San Jose at four and one. You know, I'll, I'll be curious to see. You know what? Some of these, and I, I didn't expect Colorado to get off to the kind of slow start they've gotten Vegas. off to. I, I think, yeah. it, well, Vegas. I do understand that. I mean, yeah. Well, they're
0: missing. They're missing Patry and Stone, I guess, with injuries. Yeah.
1: And Alex Tuck yeah. and Alec Martinez. I mean, they're they're down some folks. And and the biggest thing with Vegas, you know, I'm sorry, but this is this is always something I argue about with Bob Stauffer. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury casts as big a shadow as anyone in the entire National Hockey League when he's on your roster. Look at what Matt Murray did with Marc-Andre Fleury on the roster. Now, granted, Marc-Andre Fleury didn't win all those games in in 16 and 17. But he won some of them. And then look at what happened right after Fleury left for Vegas to Matt Murray's game. Look, I mean, you can't tell me there's a coincidence. So now Robin Leonard, another guy who's had a lot of success, certainly look good in Vegas, but now he's not even there a year. And the backbone of that team leaves, not just in that, not just the Vesna guy, but the backbone of that whole organization. Uh, You combine that with some, I I think there's some deficiencies down the middle. Uh, You know, Vegas, I'm I'm a little surprised they're one and four. They're certainly beat up. There's certainly time for them to restore themselves. But for me, the biggest question on that Vegas roster was always how they were going to deal without marc Andre Fleury.
3: Yeah. So let's let's flip the coin there. I'm a diehard Oilers fan living in Regina, Saskatchewan. Drew doesn't have a favorite team. Did you see the Oilers starting off five and zero?
1: I thought their schedule was favorable this year. I mean, if you look at it, seven of their first 10 uh, are huh. at home. Uh, they get they get Arizona, you know, on the road, which is which is really, you know, one of the poorest teams on paper I've seen in a while. Now, Andre Turney might very well, you know, get that team playing. But on paper, you know, they've got some real issues. Uh, Vegas, we talked about had a plethora of injuries. Um, you know, Anaheim is not expected to contend for a playoff spot though. They were dangerous. So could I have seen, you know, Edmonton start five and oh yeah, I, I I could see Edmonton start the season eight, one and one for that matter. I, you know, they've got a pretty favorable schedule here. I mean, they've got, they're now in a stretch where they're going to play two games in nine days, Philadelphia and Vancouver. They're going to be the favorite in both of those games. Yeah. Uh, you know not, then they get on the road and and some would say the first game that the Oilers are not going to be the betting favorite in and let's face it I, you know the betting sites are now prominent in sports it's probably going to be at Boston and what is that that's that's 10 games in right so yeah i am not i'm not that shocked this is the second time in 3 years they're 5 and 0 oh. uh, i think you know certainly the the third time in you know, the third time in six years that they're, that they're off to this kind of start. Remember they started seven and one the year they went to the second round in 2017. So I'm not really that surprised what the Oilers are doing. Um, but I think to a man and certainly Connor McDavid's tone today uh, indicated as such, they're, they're, they're more interested in what they're doing 20 games from now than they are right now. You know, sure. right now everything's, Everything's great, but we'll see we'll see where we're at in a couple weeks when they get out on the road, have some real travel and, you know, have some difficult teams to be with. You know, winning at Boston at St. Louis. They start to get through those games and they come home from that five-game trip which finishes up in Winnipeg at something like 10-1 and 1, then then you've got something. Then you've got reason to think this could be one hell of a season. I could start planning the parade at that point. <laughs> Well, you you know, the biggest thing is, and I know you're half kid there, but the biggest thing (laughs) for the Oilers right now is they're in a rare spot where I think they've got enough players on their team that recognize the regular season, while important, is ultimately an exercise to a mean, you know, to a means to an end. Right. In other words, they're not going to tell you that, you know. They're going to tell you that the game in January means something. They're going to tell you that the game in, in March means something. But I think all of them know that this the real season begins in late April. This is going to be a playoff team. And I, I would have said that before they started 5-0. This is going to be a playoff team. The way their division is, the way their conference is, they should be no worse than second in, in, in the Pacific, if not winning their first division title, what would it be, since 1987. That's that's longest drought. I think that's the longest drought in professional sports. I think there's a team that just won last in 88 and it might be an NBA team. But wow. uh, though, that's just that's just the appetizer the, for this team to consider any you know season a real success. And I'm talking about the guts of the club, the McDavid's, the dry subtle, the nurse's they're going to want significant progress in the postseason. And what I think that means is ultimately a trip to at least the conference final. Mm -hmm. And that's a harsh grade when you're talking about anything shy of that being, you know, a season that ultimately doesn't live up to expectations. But I also think it's somewhat healthy to think that way because this club is no longer a young hockey club. Right. Five of their city have played at least seven years in the league. Their forwards are all young, but experienced young. I mean, Zach Hyman is south of 30, but he's got miles on. McDavid, Dryso played, you know, year six and seven. This isn't a young team anymore. This is a team that understands the windows right now.
3: And yeah. what it takes to win. I was yeah. say we got Nuge, too, who hasn't aged since he started his first game in the NHL. But, but I, he's I, in it.
1: In the league, eleven years now. Believe it or not, hard to believe. This is this is not a young team anymore. And and you know what? I'll I'll just say this. I mean, you know, right now they think they have what it takes to win, but you can't say they know what it takes to win because they just haven't done it yet. But that's the proving ground. That's why I say that I think the one thing about this team is it's mature enough to realize, hey. You know, 50 wins, division title would be great in the regular season, but it's not going to matter much unless you're, you know, negotiating your way through a couple rounds of the playoffs. I think, you know, for this team, anything shy of a conference final. And I think the players would tell you it'd be a disappointment.
3: So do you got any uh, inside information for our other fans over here about Mike Smith?
1: Uh, You know, Mike Smith skated before uh, practice today. Uh, he was still in kind of track suit situation. Uh, he will not play Wednesday, I believe, but he's got a shot to play Saturday in Vancouver. So I guess, you know, what it amounts to is about a 10 to 14 day injury max.
3: Do we see Skinner play Wednesday night or are they going to go back to Koskinen?
1: I would suspect it'd be Miko. I mean, why wouldn't you? He was rock solid in the two games. And the fact of the matter is, is the goaltending rotation is going to be Smith, Koskinen, not Koskinen and Skinner. So the focus isn't going to be, well, let's give the kid another start just for the heck of it. Yeah. Dave Tippett's about winning games and establishing a position for the teams that are going to be on his roster long term this season. And that guy is Miko Koskinen, not Stuart Skinner. So if Smith can't go Saturday, I'd expect your rotation to be and Wednesday, and Saturday.
0: <laughs> uh, Jack, I want to ask Connor McDavid, where do you see him in the numbers selection? Obviously it's a team game, but the way and the way he plays and how good he is, he's so dominant uh, over under 154 points. And then also to follow that question, any early season projections for cup winners? I mean, you got to say the others, obviously, because you work for the team, but who else do you got?
1: Well, I mean, before the season, I would have said uh, under 154 points. Um, I think I had them around 130. Uh, I am hedging. <laughs> I am, I'm hedging. I, I'm still gonna say under 154 though. Um, if if that's my, if that's my number, I'm gonna say under. Um, I am not overwhelmingly confident about that prediction, but I would still say under, (laughs) uh, you know, as far as how I see the league, I mean, I have to say, I I think it's going to be, I still think it's going to be Edmonton, Colorado in the West and in the East, you know, I, in the East, I'm, I'm really conflicted. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if it's Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh and Florida or Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Uh, those would be, those would be, you know, if you're asking me to get down to four or five teams and, and you might say, well, why pit? Well, look at what, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh, right
0: now. well, the other the thing is the best players.
1: Yeah. But look at what Pittsburgh's done for years. I mean they they did that yeah. with Dan Bosma without Crosby and Malkin and Latang, eleven years ago. If you look at the 10 eleven regular season, they didn't have those three guys for, for weeks and months. And they've done it, they've done it for Mike Sullivan. I mean, they they've won without those guys for years. And that's why it's always tough for me to take Pittsburgh completely out of the equation. Tristan Jari, you know, he had a tough baptism by fire last year. He did not play well in the postseason. He was soundly outplayed. And and that that miscue in overtime of I think it was game three, if not game four, you know, that completely turned the series and allowed the outers to go right back to the conference final. I, I think if I think if Jari plays well, Pittsburgh's gonna be a tough out.
0: Okay. I have two more uh, well, one hockey question and then we're gonna jump to a quick golf question, Jack. Where do you see the guy that shares the same name as you, Jack Eichel? Where does he go? Colorado. uh, I've seen them pretty hot right now on him. Where is, does Eichel get a trade or what happens there? What do you think?
1: Well, I, I, that, that is, I mean, I really don't know. That is so far above my pay grade. And there are so many layers involved in that saga, I I certainly would not count out the New York Rangers. I think the Rangers are ready to contend a lot, a lot quicker than people realize. Um, they've got a young, exciting team up front. Uh, they've got you know a potential Norris guy and Adam Fox, and they've got some goaltending. Uh, they they've got some goaltending. That's just Derek and I, I. I don't know. I mean, he's good. I don't think I've seen him play live yet. I, I still don't think I've seen them. I've seen Georgiev. They've got some goaltending. Uh, so the, I would not count out the Rangers in terms of a Jack Eichel. I, you know, the curious thing is if Buffalo shockingly stayed in contention, wouldn't the thought process wouldn't be Buffalo wanting to get Eichel a little bit further away from them than New York. But I, the Rangers might step up on that deal.
0: Hey, Jack, uh, do you golf? How much do you golf? Are you a fan of the game? Let's, uh, let's hear it.
1: I golf more this year than I probably have in the last, I don't know. Jeez, it's probably the most I've played golf since certainly before kids and probably even before marriage. Uh, <laughs> I, You know, my son plays very well. I play poorly. Sorry, my dog is distracting oh, me here. Good. But, uh, you know, for as much as I play, you'd think I'd be better. But
0: no, I'm not. All righty. Well, you got, uh, I think, five questions right. here in our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Molson Coors. Meet New Busy Hard Seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. Check them out today. Please drive and drink responsibly all the All right, Jack. Ready to go?
1: Yeah, no, minutes- I... Yeah. I, that was a long tagline. I was wondering what was happening there.
0: <laughs> oh so good. Well, usually we usually cut the commercial there, but we our, our guys not here today. So uh funniest interview you've ever had. Ooh,
1: boy, funniest interview. Um Bat Maroon was a blast to interview. Uh geez, funniest interview. Oh, um I had an interview one time I had asked to, I had asked to speak to Hampus Lindholm at Anaheim and I just ran into Ryan Getzloff on his way out. And he was, he was just in a good mood that day. Sometimes, you know, th- these guys are, you know, in a hurry. Sometimes they're not. Well, that day, Ryan Getzloff was in the mood to chat, but I had asked the PR guy to get me Lindholm. So I was, I, just as I asked, kind of my last question to Ryan Getzloff, like the PR guy, unbeknownst to what was happening, like started dragging me. Hey, Jack, you know, Lindholm's waiting. Like, come on, let's go, let's go. And so I was talking to Ryan Getzloff and he was finishing his answer and I just slowly was being pulled like (laughs) away from him. And finally... (laughs) I, guess I was like, "What's going on here?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I, like I I don't know what you know." So I was copy between a rock and a hard place. That at was pretty. At you didn't say Getzlaf was
0: Lindholm, though.
1: Yeah, no. A lot of people <laughs> saw that. That was that was kind of an embarrassing moment. We had a we had a pretty we had a pretty good time laughing about that. That's awesome. What's oh, your- Yager one time. Yager one time. Uh, kind of was you know not really brushing me off, but yeah, brushing me off a little bit. And I finally said, Hey man, like, you know, I used to watch you when I was in high school in Pittsburgh, if that means anything. And all of a sudden he turned around, he's like, are you trying to say I'm old? And then he had a big laugh <laughs> and we chatted. So, yeah. That was yeah. kind of funny too.
3: One of our listeners here wants to know your ultimate golf foursome. Who would it be?
1: Oh boy. Try to give me a heads up next time. Um, You know, Wayne Gretzky would be, would be up there for me. Um, I've had a chance to get to know Wayne and, and he's a, he's a really nice person. He really is. He's uh, he has great stories. He is extremely self-effacing. Like he's, everything you've heard about him is absolutely accurate. Just a salt of the earth, really, really nice guy. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know, the game's greatest player is, is one of its greatest human beings. So Wayne Gretzky would be on that list. I am a huge, huge Cleveland Browns fan. So I would probably – um, nah, I, I might go with the original Clay Matthews. The original Clay Matthews. Chubb. Chubb's recent. I mean, I go back a ways. You got him on I a fantasy probably, team. Yeah, I, I would go I would go back a ways. I probably want the original Clay Matthews in there. And then, um, you know, I still believe, you know, the the two greatest athletes in the history of their sports that I think are still going to be the greatest athletes in the history of their sports are Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan in our lifetime. Uh, I was born in the States. Basketball is a big part of my life growing up. Uh, that dude was the most amazing clutch guy I've ever seen. And I, I went, he's also the only guy that I went from rooting ardently against to rooting for. He was able to completely flip me. Uh, so I, I would probably, uh, I'd probably have Jordan in there too. So, That'd be quite an interesting foursome, huh?
3: It, it is, Jack. But
1: I got to say, to play
3: Matthews. I got to say, to be honest, this is going to be our 96th episode, I believe, and we ask every guest this question. You are one of three now that have not included Tiger Woods.
1: Yeah, Tiger, um, Tiger isn't as interesting to me, to be honest with you. Fair he enough. doesn't strike as a particularly interesting person. Um, he's a hell of a golfer. But you know, you're spending four and a half hours with these guys. So
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't find I don't find Tiger Woods. Now, maybe if I met him privately, you know, he he maybe there's layers to his personality that that I don't know about. I think Jordan is pretty nuanced in, in what I can what I can gather. I know for a fact Wayne is. Wayne is an interesting guy. I mean, he's he's not a guy you have to talk hockey with to be, you know, interested in what he has to yeah. say. He he can talk about other subjects, and Clay Matthews just seems like a good old boy. I mean, I I think he'd be fun. Um, you know, he's him and his sons all have the same length of hair. That that they, they must be fun to party with. So, <laughs> you know, this is a golfing foursome. This isn't a you know a, a, a trip to your uh, a trip to your local church. I mean, so I, I'm trying to think of who I'd have the most fun with. I
3: don't know what you got. That's Drew. it's but...
0: a pretty good. One. Well, I'm gonna jump on here. Uh, uh, after you have the pregame pizza in the media lounge, I've been in there. I've seen all the play-by-play guys crushing the pizza before I get. I don't do it.
1: I don't. I don't eat before the game ever. Really? Who wants to hear a sleepy, full broadcaster? Why? Yeah, never.
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay. I don't
1: eat before. I don't eat after two o'clock on a game day. I want to be hungry and borderline irritable.
0: (laughs) Wow! I love it. This is awesome. Yeah. This is why you're your yep. job. Okay, post game yeah. beverage, then what are you having? Is it a beer or is it a rye? What do you do?
1: No, no, if anything, I might have a, a captain and diet and uh, and and veg out over. I, I try to keep the snacks light, but you know, clearly by my appearance, not as light as they should be.
3: <laughs> I got a question from Steve Samchuk of Grand Coulee, Saskatchewan. He wants to know out of all the new oiler signees that came in this year who's the one that stood out the most for you zach hyman hyman and then total uh i say cc that's mine
1: yeah i suppose i mean but it's hyman by a mile that dude is everything you know everything you'd hope for and you know i uh i don't know i don't know what that uh you know i don't I don't know whether he'll be as effective in, in year seven of this deal, but uh, he is one heck of a hockey player. Like I, I think the next five years uh, people are going to be absolutely loving that contract. The, the criticism of it, I never really understood. Uh, but you know, again, from what I can gather, and I haven't really had a chance to, you know, sit and talk with him because it's just a different world in which we live right now. Mm. But Uh, Zach Hyman seems an engaging personality in the room off the ice and a hell of a player on it.
3: There you go, Steve. Hope you're happy with that answer.
0: Troy, why don't you ask the second, last one. I'll ask the last one and then we'll uh, let Jack get back to his uh, busy lifestyle.
3: Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Who wins in a celebrity death match yourself, Rod Peterson or Peter Lombardius?
1: You know, I think it would probably be Labardius. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, but my guess is, if it came down to it, he'd probably fight the dirtiest.
3: He's, we had him on the show That's two That's for you, weeks ago. Peter. That's we, for you. We had him on two weeks ago, and he, without hesitant, Jack Michaels, right away. Jack <laughs> Michaels. Worry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I would take Peter. I I would I I would take Peter in that deal. He's, he kills you with a kindness, but I also think at a celebrity death match, he'd kill you.
0: <laughs> All right, Jack, last question here for you. I'm not sure if they head out that way at some point. I'm sure they do this year with hockey's kind of back to whatever normal is, but Connor Bedard, of the Regina Pats thoughts on him. If you, have you seen him on TV yet? I'm sure you've seen clips, but I'm sure they make their way to Edmonton at some point uh, thoughts on, you know, they say the next big thing.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, uh, my partner, I'm going to defer to my broadcast partner on the radio side, Bob Stoffer on this deal. Um, I think we were on the air the other day and Connor Bernard was talking about him and, uh, I, I can't even remember who it was, but it was, it was way up there. I mean, it was who, I, whatever comparable it was, was it Mario? I, I can't remember, but he said, and I was like, god i mean what like that's how in other words you know bob rarely goes gaga over a player he went gaga over mcdavid i mean he was pumped he kept telling me uh the oilers would win the lottery and and get him and i said you're ridiculous and blah 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 blah. And sure enough the oilers win mcdavid in the lottery he's gaga about this Bedard. he really is I, i mean i've seen him on video he looks like great player. I, but I see lots of great players. Uh, Bob loves this guy. Um, So my guess is he has a chance to be one hell of a player. I, I just, I am not the best guy when it comes to number one, I don't get to see a ton of junior games. And number two, I would never count myself as a guy who looks at a 17 year old and says, you know, this is what he's going to be at 21, 22. I didn't know Connor McDavid would be this good. I didn't automatically say just because he's, you know, absolutely burning up junior hockey, he's just going to destroy the NHL. I'm not a good enough scout to like, you know, put one against the other. I I think there's enough examples of guys who didn't pan out to be the next biggest thing. You know, it's just not for me to say, but I, I will tell you from what I've heard about this guy and from what I've seen, he does look phenomenal.
0: Yeah. He's pretty good. Jack. Yeah. Uh, I, mean,
1: I mean, I'm a, like, I said, I'm going to defer to you guys.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely good. He's a, he's a high end talent. I mean, we get yeah. to watch him here in town.
1: I haven't seen him in person. I've seen the clips, but again, often clips don't begin to tell the tale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the moral of the story is, you know, if you have a chance to, or anyone listening, check him out. Cause.
1: Oh, his, yeah. his highlights are unreal. I mean, I, I don't dispute that at all. Yeah. So. Uh, and like I said, I usually leave some of those, you know, forecasting and the projections to those who, who kind of know junior hockey more than I do. I can tell you Bob Starford loves this guy loves. Him. Awesome.
3: So Jack, Wednesday night, do we have the pleasure of, uh, watching you? Yeah, I'll, be on, I'll
1: be on TV Wednesday. I'll be on TV Wednesday, uh, radio Saturday against Vancouver. And then I'm on TV for the next five after that. So, yeah, heavy, heavy uh, dose of me on Sports.com.
3: Do, do me a favor, if you don't mind, Jack, when you're uh, calling the game on the radio with Reed and Bob, tell Brownie
1: I say hi. Eh? Great guy. Uh, oh, you You sound
3: so grouchy all the time.
1: <laughs> another guy that uh, another guy that I had the privilege of watching when I was a high school kid. Never thought I'd get to work with him. And another guy whose uh, personality and just the way he is far exceeds whatever he was as a hockey player, which was a hell of a player. He still should have gotten that fiftieth. We all know it. I know,
0: Jack. Uh, a pleasure, man. We appreciate coming on today. We had a lot of fun with this one. Hope we can do it again. And uh, absolutely. Best of luck to the you know you and the others.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And one of these days, I am hoping, I'm hoping we wrap up this pandemic soon enough so I can not have to battle with Zoom every single time <laughs> with my parents. Trust me, there was a delay today with when when it's my parents and I trying to link up on a Zoom link. It is I've got to block out three hours for a fifteen minute conversation. <laughs> Between me and my dad's uh, technical incompetence, it's, it's slow going. So I appreciate your patience, and it was nice chatting with you folks.
3: Appreciate you joining the podcast there, Jack. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. This episode of Off the Huzzle is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits, Our signature products include saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka which is on sale all month long at many places across the province also don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka only made by last mountain distillery all right rip episode 96
0: completed jack michaels covers the others hot teamer now um thoughts on the pod obviously you weren't here before it but i know you've you've heard some sound bites uh thoughts on jack
2: yeah he's got some great stories i mean he's been around the game for so long and he's put in a position where he gets to be involved and hear those stories so very cool
0: <laughs> yeah that was, that was great rip yeah. thanks um cole cylinder last week it beats be- the wheels off kirjanov <laughs> and pavelski
2: hey wait, dummies pavelski
0: youngest point of the show
2: yeah, working him. But the funny thing is, uh, so he got it he scored and then it got waved off. And then my I was watching with my dad and then uh my dad leaves or he's just about to leave. He's like fuck he's like, I wonder if Silly can fight. He's like, i love it if you could fight right now. He leaves. Fucking ten minutes later, Silly's just working this fucking guy. And like when he said that, I was like, Nah, he ain't telling. Like it's eighteen and he's just trying to play. Yeah. Also <laughs> he's just fucking working Gary yeah, it was I was only got tiled. a four minute off though, so no tells yet. <laughs> Suck it, sell.
0: He just ragged all the gear though. Suck it. Uh, yeah, so that is our podcast this week, Rip, episode ninety six. Um, fuck, close to hundred now, four away. We're
2: getting close.
0: Every week we're getting closer. Yeah, literally. No shit.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what uh, What's on the agenda the rest of this week?
2: Um. Just the Husky game. That's it. And then what? Bye week. Oh. Reading week. Let's go.
0: That's called party week, Rip.
2: No, I'm an athlete.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> athlete student.
0: Athlete student. Okay. Well, you play well Friday night as you take on the Huskies. Check out the hottest team right now in the CIS, U-Sport, as they just took down the Golden Bears. Horizon. Oh, Good job again. boy. Uh, Rip, We'll talk to you next week. You bet. And by the way, hope everyone enjoys our new leaving song. Our out song.
2: Our leaving song.
0: We're leaving. We'll talk to you next week. Is song,
2: <laughs> See ya. Hey.